Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, we're still in the Ukraine, or <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> and we're still visiting with Val, former resident of the Ukraine. <laughs> Welcome, Val. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> so, tonight, we're going to talk about various places throughout Ukraine. I don't think Ukraine is actually a very big country. It's kind of large. I mean, not compared to U.S. or Russia, but it's a bigger territory than most of the European countries. Okay. All right. Where who's who's the neighbors? So Ukraine is bordered by Poland, Belarus, Romania, and Hungary. Oh, or as the panda would say, Hungary. <laughs> actually, no, that sounds maybe more right. I don't know. <laughs> And then the biggest part of it, the back end, if you look at the map, it actually looks kind of like a dog. At least that's what I always thought. The back of it uh, is bordered by Russia. Okay. Those those Russians. <laughs> <laughs> those communists that had the gall to take your country. Yeah, there's actually a lot of, a lot of tension between Russia and Ukraine, uh, especially now. There's a lot of stuff going on with like maybe takeover and talks about war. Essentially, Ukrainian the country is very patriotic, especially nowadays, and they hate being called Russians. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll work on that if I've called you a Russian before. In fact, <laughs> I think you're in my phone as the Russian. <laughs> I'll change it to Ukrainian. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't bother me as much, uh, me being so young when I came here, but, you know, all, older people from there, it, it's, it very grinds their years. Oh, does it? Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you still obligated to serve in the Ukrainian army? I believe when I left, you had to do two years. I don't know what it's what it is now. Was Ukraine dependent of Russia when you came here? Yeah, it was. It was independent. It's own okay. country after the Soviet Union fell. Yeah, the, all these little countries formed in Europe or regained their independence. Oh, yeah, regained their independence. You know, right. they're not. They didn't even form. It's just. They were always there. <laughs> they were, they were, yeah, they were always there with their, their own culture and history. But. Right. Okay. All right. And these are the things, you know, you kind of learn or understand a little bit better with better to tell when you have someone who's obviously directly from there. So, like I said before, this is, you know, a paranormal travel podcast. And obviously, if the Ukraine has some weird shit going on. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. When I did some research, I started off with the capital, which is Kiev. Kiev. Right. It's a very beautiful city, uh, Kiev. Kiev. Okay. And actually, I saw that it's actually spelt a couple different ways. In America, it's I think it's K-I-E-V. But like when I did some Google research, there's a Y. K-Y-I-V. 
Yeah, and that's the thing with translating names or trying to spell them the way they sound without other letters because their alphabet is different. They have extra letters and, you know, backwards R's and stuff like that. You're talking about the Ukrainian uh, alphabet or the Russian? Ukrainian and Russian. Okay. They're very similar languages and very, you know, I mean, I don't want to say similar, but growing up in Ukraine, you essentially had to know both. Okay. But I believe... Russians don't really know Ukrainian. Right. It's kind of <laughs> like America, you know. <laughs> you go to a foreign country, like in Europe, they usually know English, but you come to America, we don't normally know <laughs> right. a second language. We usually forget it after we leave high school or college, whichever. <laughs> but, Sue, so in my research, the first place and, like, the biggest hot spot is actually in Kiev, the capital, um, is a park and they don't the locals don't really want to call it a park but it's got a lot of trees like weird trees and so they call it a park and it's called the lisa hora what am i uh lisa hora okay all right okay <laughs> but and and it's got some strange history and basic bad juju attached to it are, are you fam- did you ever see it are you familiar with it when you were I mean, I've only read about it a little bit, but I've never been there, now. Okay. So, I guess back in the ancient times, it was a place where pagans, magicians, and Satanists would perform their rituals. And if that's not enough, many people came to believe that there are gates to other worlds in this particular park. And Lysa... Okay, it (laughs) actually translates to Bald Mountain, and it's basically called that because apparently nothing grows there. I mean, you see the weird-ass trees, but I think maybe there's a particular one-spot area. And overall, this park has, like, some serious history, some serious dark history, and, and it's gone through a lot of changes over the centuries. It's been fortified. There's a garrison prison there where they would actually conduct prisoner executions. And at one point in time, it's a military base. And, you know, you have, you know, old shit going on. You have killing prisoners going on. And then you have military men coming through. Mm -hmm. And on top of all of that, There's even a legend that when Mongol ruler Batu Khan invaded the Ukraine in 1237, he even gathered the locals and forced them into the caves of this particular area. And then he basically walls them up and they die. You know, he murders them. And now, today, people believe that the souls of these unfortunate beings who obviously can't find rest because they've been murdered are actually roaming the park. So are roaming this area or the areas of the caves that they were walled in. So here you got Satanists running around. You got nothing growing. You got walled up dead people's ghosts running around. And, I mean, this is beyond your basic bad juju. And on top of everything else, people in general say that this particular park really affects their human psyche. And there is actually a very high rate of suicides that tend to transfer here, that tend to happen here. And even people who, you know, like the military personnel, 
they've been affected to the point where some of the military people have known to go insane. Just, this is this is just the bad, mm-hmm. bad zone. Bad spot. Yeah, and that's right. what I was gonna bring up is the suicides. T- the, I mean, it tends to affect people in negative ways with depression and right, um, just bad feelings and. So I mean I know that there's a forest in Japan. I we've not done an episode of that of this particular forest, but I mean it sounds just like this particular place where people just they come and this is where they do it. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> and on top of everything else, right? And here again, this is definitely a, a Ukrainian folklore because we don't really kind of have these concepts, but. There is this crazy ass legend that a serpent lives there and it's so huge that it actually wraps itself around the earth and it basically bites on its tail and you know holds its spot there. So I mean, now you got mythical creatures running around <laughs> on top of suicides, on top of prisoner execution and gates to other worlds, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, I think the serpent is actually a Nordic uh Viking legend. Okay. It, uh, yeah, I mean, is it was that part of the my research? Part? No, but have the Vikings been known to make their way to the Ukraine? They have, cause because I was reading an article about um, them finding a lot of uh, tools and uh, weapons that belong to Nordic Vikings. Okay, so uh, I believe in previous episode we mentioned how I mentioned how there was many rivers and such uh, throughout Ukraine, I believe they used the rivers as pathways further into Europe to gain loot and right, rape to and root, village. Right, right, right. <laughs> Spread their seed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, that's kind of cool because I didn't even, that was never even a thought to me. You know, I'm more familiar with Britain and Wales and Scotland's history and Ireland's history and their involvement uh, with the, the Nordic peoples vikings and what have you but i never even thought the ukraine because to me isn't the ukraine kind of like inland a little bit ish it is it is and then it also borders the black sea which is an awesome spot to vacation is it (laughs) it's great okay i think i remember your mother once saying something about that it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful place we used to take vacations there uh, every summer every other summer okay yeah and there's like lakes that are so salty you can just lay down and float in them okay you, know, you don't have to swim well you can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> back <Backstrip>, perhaps <laughs> so so that's in the capital of kiev this bald mountain but the ukraine actually has some pretty interesting other uh paranormal places so kind of stepping out of kiev the capital um, and kind of heading to a place called Ghost Lake Krapatova. 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 Well, speaking of lakes and rivers and stuff, so this ghost lake, as they refer to it, is located in the Viknina Lake area, and it's your basic bad juju water place. It's located kind of in the central portion of Ukraine, and while locals, unlike Lake Salmon that we talked about in the previous episode, the locals actually do actually hang out, they'll fish, they'll picnic, but they absolutely refuse to go swimming in it. They, there's just something about it that they're just like, no, 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 no. I'll eat the fish, we'll 
you know, play games and eat on the shores, but we're, nobody's going in. We're not even putting a toe in. So, and part of what kind of feeds into that is, is that they believe that this lake, because the word Vicnina apparently is like, it means window. Does that sound right? Almost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> close, close to translation. Okay. Um, they believe that the lake is actually a gap into another world. So, I mean, that would explain why they don't want to go in, because if they go into the water, they'll go into another world. But, I mean, right. I, this Disappear is your... forever. Correct. So, and the other thing that kind of feeds into it is the lake, even though dead of winter, it never freezes. And they have found, and I'm not exactly sure how they track this, because... This seems odd to me. They have found that fish tend to grow at an unusually rapid rate in this lake. Like, I, I mean, it's not like they threw one little guppy in and they followed it around the rest of its life. And like, mm-hmm. goddamn, you're getting fast real fast. You're getting big real fast. So they just know that this is obviously something's not right with this lake. I'm not going into this lake. I may not come out of this lake. Well, that's the indicator. I mean, if it doesn't freeze during winter, the winters there are really cold and a lot of, you know, a lot of hockey, a lot of ice fishing. I mean, they're pretty popular with the videos where they cut holes in the ice and they do the dips. Right. So, yeah, if it doesn't freeze in the middle of winter, there's something, some, something wrong with it. Okay. So, are you familiar with some of the paranormal hotspots in the Ukraine? I keep calling it the Ukraine, so we're just going to go with that, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, well, actually, the city that I grew up in, it's named Vinitsa, which is not too far from Kiev. I couldn't tell you the exact. And you guys miles. use kilometers. Kilometers, yeah. yeah. So right outside the city I was born in, we've talked a lot about of wars and stuff, and which with the long history of this country. Like with the goddamn Nazis, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. I mean, and that's, you know, that's where it brings us here is uh, the this place, it, well, it's actually called Stavka uh, Hitler, which is um, a bu- uh, Hitler's bunker. Okay. So Right. Co- That's right, because the, the Germans, the goddamn Nazis invaded yeah. the and Ukraine. And so when the Nazis were on their way trying to invade USSR, trying to get to Moscow, they invaded Ukraine. And because of the Ukraine's beautiful landscape and greenery, the scenery, the rivers, Hitler decided to build one of his top secret bunkers. Okay. And the code name for this bunker is actually Werewolf. Okay. And I'm pretty sure the reason I think is he it. actually had an obsession with wolves. Well, that's the thing. Adolf translates to wolf. Okay. I, uh, that's that's what I read. I mean, I'm, I don't speak German. Right. But yeah. And you didn't follow the goddamn Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he had this bunker. So what what was this bunker about like? So that was that was the thing is uh it was the the special thing about it is it was constructed completely underground. So I've actually visited the spot because it's located 12 kilometers from my city and so I mean it translates to about seven and a half miles north of Vinitsa. They completed construction in 1941, and it was operational from 41 to 43. Okay. But the special thing about it is it's completely underground. It was built in top secret, and there's tunnels leading to it that nobody's ever explored. Okay, so even though it's been 70 plus years, 70 plus, the Ukrainians are like, nope, nope. 
Well, the reasoning behind that is he ordered for that bunker to be blown up. Hitler did. Hitler did. Okay. When the Nazis were retreating in 44. Okay. And they ended up blowing up the entrance so nobody could go in. Okay. But they didn't blow up the rest of the bunker. It's rigged with so much explosives. They're they're assuming it's rigged with explosives, okay. and they don't know if it's booby trapped to the rest of the city. Okay. The conspiracy is it's. So how big is this bunker? I mean, the one thing, not that this is a positive, but the one thing you can say about the goddamn Nazis is that they were very good architectures. Yeah. I mean, they knew how to build shit. Yeah. So the, this bunker. Except for Presumably. nuclear bombs, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, it's uh, seven stories high, but it's completely underground, so that's impressive. Right. It had uh, bars, barracks. Did it have elevators? I don't know. Okay. That's the thing. They never explored it. Okay. And, um, you know, it's it's giant. So it, you said that they did this in secret, so how did they do that in secret? They did this in secret by using only... Prisoners of war, Soviet prisoners of war that they took on their way up. And so they utilized all their prisoners of war to build this bunker and they would build it for a little bit. And so they wouldn't tell anybody where it is, what's in it, anything that would take them out and they would execute them. So, so basically what you're saying is they would build a little bit and then like, okay, it's Sunday y'all time to die. (laughs) <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Oh, Let, let's go over here. And right. Let's go. Over it's here. actually the little village that's near there. It's reported there's there's a mass grave of approximately fourteen thousand people. Oh my god! And those are all the builders. Yeah. Uh huh. Fucking Nazis. Yeah. Fourteen thousand people to keep a secret. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's still buried. It. Uh, so, uh, the government. The mass res- grave is. Yeah. Well, okay. the government restricted any historical digs, any digs at all into the tunnels, into the facility. Mm-hmm. When you go there, it's just bare land. You see some concrete from where the entrance was. Right. And you see remains of what used to be a big swimming pool and a drain. Okay. And that is it. So the motherfucker had a pool. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, what yeah. we're saying right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. What an asshole. I'm going to kill everybody and you're going to keep my pool in secret, you know. <laughs> so it's closed off to the public, but you can kind of still wander the out part. You, yeah, you can wander around the top, you know, see the things. It's all graffitied now. Right, then, like fuck you, Hitler. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then uh, they they were actually going to put up a museum in that spot, but they refused to do that because it would... They didn't want to honor Nazis. They, they decided that's... Right. That's not yeah, the way to go. Not the way to go. Okay. All right. And this was right outside your town. You said 12 kilometers? Yeah. About seven miles? Seven miles. Okay. So where else? Where else is cool and, you know, paranormal-ish? So I've never been here, but this looks like a beautiful place. You can look it up. It's enormous. Okay. It's a castle. Going back to the various wars that happened in Ukraine, it's a castle... But it is also a fortified castle that was used for, for war. Right. So it's called Pidhoroitske Zamok, which is essentially like a outside a town castle. Okay. But yeah, this thing is... Where is it located in reference to Kiev? Not sure where it's in reference to Kiev, but it's located in Lviv region. Okay. Which is essentially like a county. All right. Okay. It's divided into counties that way. It's. But you guys call them regions. Regions. Okay. Yeah. 
the things I've heard about Lviv is it has beautiful cathedrals, beautiful castles. That is definitely one of the spots to visit if if anything if it, ever brings you down to Ukraine. Right. <laughs> so, what are some of the paranormal things that tend to happen here? You know, there's there's been so many things. So many armies gone through this, and this castle's been destroyed and rebuilt and destroyed and rebuilt. Uh, originally, it was built in the 15th century, but the particular story that caught my eye was one of the owners, Duke Zavuski. Duke Vizuski? Z- Zavuski. Okay. <laughs> Duke Vizuski. Okay. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> he actually had a particular hobby. It's said that... He had a secret alchemy lab. Okay. He was in works of making a longevity potion expand his lifespan. Okay, longevity. Yeah. That's a new one. Okay. And because generally they go for gold. You well, know? that's not. That was the thing. It was longevity, and he was also researching and trying to create or search for a philosopher's stone. Oh, okay. To create gold to improve the financial situation of his family. And he was a duke, but I'm sure owning such a great castle and everything. It was a little costly. Takes a toll. The air conditioning alone must have been expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, today, I'm pretty sure they do tours of this place. Right. In the dungeon of the castle, you can find his alchemy workshop. Okay. And, yeah, you can immerse yourself in the mysterious past of the castle, walking across all the vials. (laughs) Beautiful thing. Right. The other thing about this guy is... This guy. Uh This guy, this particular guy. He was uh, much older than his wife. Oh. He was was about 40 years... He was a nasty ass man. (laughs) He was about 40 years older than his wife. She married him for his dukeness. Dukeness, his status. (laughs) So, thing is, the castle is haunted by a mysterious woman in white who mm. just wanders the halls. Do we think it's the wife? I believe it's the wife. Okay, so what does guy do, does this fucking guy do to her? So, so there's not only you know not only have there been sightings mm-hmm. every time that tourists or they take pictures. Well, not every time, but a lot of the time. Okay. Um, tourists or anybody takes a picture of the castle, they see silhouette of a white human all the photographs around or inside the building okay so again going back to what happened to her i mean why is she so her being so much younger than him right well there's two different stories okay right (laughs) so i mean i can imagine she found someone younger (laughs) to entertain her that is that is one of the you know one of the theories is she uh she found somebody younger and in his rage he actually buried her alive inside one of the castle walls, you know, to punish her for her treachery. Like Buta Buta Khan did in (laughs) Kiev, those poor people, yeah? Yeah, just like that. Oh, God. So whether, you know, whether it was her cheating on him. Infidelity. Infidelity, or the other theory is her being so much younger than him, whether it was her or him, they couldn't bear children. Oh. And her, him being a duke, you know that does did not set right with him. Right, you know he needs an heir. Right, Henry the Eighth, uh huh, <laughs> asshole. Right. So, um, either way, he buried her alive inside the castle walls, and the legend is, or people say, that she wanders the castle, that she pleads 
to be buried the way she needs to be buried so her soul may find rest. Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah. What a fucking asshole. (laughs) And then the other thing that makes this very interesting is it's actually been confirmed to be haunted. So Ukrainian or I'm not sure if it's Ukrainian or Russian. Because there is a difference, guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the show, it's called Battle of the uh, Psychics. Okay. And we we had a, a a season of that, but okay, yeah, so you guys did that. So yeah, they're, I'm assuming they're still running it, but they went out there with their paranormal equipment, and they confirmed that that castle is very haunted. Right. And so some some of the American groups, I mean, so called ghost hunters, I'm not, I don't want to trademark the name, uh-huh. but <laughs> other ghost hunters have been there, and. Um, they confirmed that that place is haunted. Legit. It's legit. legit. haunted. Okay. All right. And it's open to the public now? I believe so. Okay. And people can do, I mean, you had mentioned earlier that tourists, when they take pictures and stuff, they tend to find her on their yeah. pictures. All right. And it's located in the beautiful part of the Ukraine? Yeah. Okay. L- that, that is the part that I'm definitely going to visit next time I go. <laughs> when do you tend to go um, back? Uh, hopefully within a year or so, go visit my grandparents and, uh, you know, see some scenery. Right. Get in touch with my roots. Right, your Ukrainian roots. Now, one of my favorite things to talk about, especially when it comes to the paranormal, is cemeteries. I'm a huge cemetery graveyard kind of a girl. And we discussed doing this episode and in looking into my research, I came across this interesting situation in the city of Dnipro. 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 How do you say that? Dnipro. Okay. Well, he says it the Ukrainian <laughs> way. <laughs> Which is, I think it's also a river. Okay. Mm-hmm. So apparently there was a Red Cross hospital that was built and it was open for business in 1910. And it kind of sounded like it was basically a hospice. Because if you checked in, you kind of didn't check out. You had a 20% of survival rate. So 80% of their patients basically died. And this death rate did not go unnoticed by the locals. In fact, in 1913, the locals actually stormed the hospital because so many people were dying and they truly believed that the doctors were basically killing the patients. I mean, bear in mind medicine in 1910 is basically, you know, caveman style by comparison to 2021. But again, kind of drawing on my former understanding or beliefs that we were taught about Russia and the Soviet Union, you know, this hospital was ran by the Soviet Union, which of course in our American belief did not have the best standards of living or best standards at all. And so, you know, even though they made repairs, even though they did their best to maintain the buildings, the walls were still cracked, the roof still leaked, and it was to them, you know, a little odd. You know, why does these things keep happening? And when they the repairmans had to go down to fix things down in the basement or down in the uh, lower part of the hospital, they were like, that's an open note for me. You know, I don't know how you say nope in Russian, but... <laughs> Yet. Yet okay, that's a yet for me, <laughs> and and they would say, you know, th- weird shit's going down over here. They would see luminous balls of light like floating around. They would feel that the stairs would break underneath their feet. Just 
the overall creepy sensation of not being alone. The, something's not right here, basically. Now, in addition to all this, and I suspect to some degree this might actually be accurate because this was something in a previous episode in Georgia that was kind of mentioned. They believe that there's actually an extensive labyrinth down underneath the hospital because with an 80% death rate, you can't be putting people out every day. Sometimes you kind of start hiding the bodies somewhere. And this was something that was done in Savannah, Georgia, like I said in the previous episode, where they were building tunnels mm -hmm. to kind of get the bodies out so to not upset people with the high rate of death that was occurring. Wow. So it becomes abandoned over time, and the Satanists, of course, take over. I mean, I didn't even think. See, and this is how, you know, you just don't expand some of your own ways of thinking or things that happen here and other places. But again, talking to people from foreign places, you learn how much you have in common. But Satanists apparently took over the building or come and gather there now and perform rituals. And when this happens or even after having this being done there, the local people nowadays notice lights in the windows. And again, the hospital's been abandoned. There is no electricity. And just weird things. It's just an overall not your friendly neighborhood hospital at all for any reasons. But more importantly, as time went on, they actually learned that the hospital was built on top of a 14th century cemetery. And the cemetery actually existed when the city didn't even exist. So, I mean, I don't even know how the, the, the cemetery was there when there's no town for people to die and then get buried there. But obviously, there wasn't any record or locals to say, hey, that's a cemetery, probably shouldn't, you know, build there. But either way, so now they have this, you know, interesting history, and that would explain why going down to the basement, they were seeing these lights, having these creepy feelings, you know, I'm not alone. It's just this, you want to get out kind of scenario which I could totally relate to. So, I, I mean, it's, it's to me it's pretty interesting because I have like a, a definite love of cemeteries. But you would have thought at some point in time if they had built a deep enough basement, they would have found some of the bodies. <laughs> or they just didn't care. Maybe they didn't care. Yeah. They just toss them aside. Right. Keep going. Then they pissed off the spirits of the bodies. Poltergeist. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah. And then when you have 80% of your your patient's dying, you're just fueling that paranormal anger and anxiety and, you know, fire, basically. So Ukraine actually does have some pretty interesting paranormal hotspots. And you know, you're saying it's a beautiful place to go. And <laughs> <laughs> you could do this, you could do that. There's <laughs> crocodiles <laughs> that eat people. Just don't go in this lake. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe we should look at a paranormal tour guide before going there. I mean, if you don't want to catch anything, uh, or any entity hooked up to you, unless you do, unless you do want to catch it. And them. she can't communicate with you unless you speak Russian no, that's, that's or Ukrainian. That's true. And uh, you definitely don't want to get your ass snatched by, or, or, or go into a lake <laughs> and go into another world, a gateway to another world. So the Ukrainian people certainly have, you know, a variety of different uh paranormal activity, mythical creatures, and, you know, interesting places to check out. So that's kind of awesome, I mm -hmm. think. 
All right. Um, thank you for having me. That was, you know, that was exciting. I mean, I've learned some things from you that I didn't know about my own country of origin. <laughs> well, I know for a fact that we talked about future uh, episodes. So really excited and, you know, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But for now, that's all we have for tonight. And so on to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Where the Dark Corners Are has a Facebook page. And if you are interested or curious, send me a request. But in the meantime, if you have a place that you would someday like to see where their Dark Corners Are or have a specific tourist attraction in mind, send me an email at wherethedarkcornersare at gmail.com. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why I hope to meet you where the dark corners are.